Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. On this episode, man, we got a special guest. We're talking a little basketball. And um, I had to bring in a, a, a new favorite of mine. Uh, this this young fella, I can't call him a young fella, this young man um, is a favorite podcast of mine. And um, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a businessman. He's a father. He's a hustler. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the 12 Kyle podcast for the first time. Compton's own Uncle Dolomite. Dolomite, what's up, man? Good morning, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. <laughs> I ain't even <laughs> asked you about the profanity, but I hear you cussing on your show. So I'm you like, can right. you can say what the fuck you want to say, Dolomite. <laughs> for sure. Well, good you know, morning. It, it's good funny, man. Early out here on the West Coast. I know, I know. It's funny because I I don't try to cuss, and sometimes I do cuss. And what's funny is like. The few times that I cuss, my dad will hit a podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, son, I heard your podcast about, you know. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, like he missed all the other ones, but he heard the ones me on here cussing. Um, but, yeah, man, welcome, 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 man. Uh, like I said, I, I've been, I started listening to Dolomite probably about six months ago. And um, put uh, King Germ put me on, King Germ from the forecast, shout out to King Germ, um, put me on to this brother, man. Um, and we're going to talk about his podcast and where you can find him, where you can listen to him. Um, but we, we, we got into a discussion. We talking about LeBron online. And, um, so I wanted to have him on here so we could talk a little bit more about, you know, LeBron, uh, if you've been following, uh, basketball, you know, that at the time of this recording, LeBron recently became the NBA's all time leading scorer, um, in NBA history, uh, a feat that, you know, can't go unnoticed or not talked about. Um, but before then I want to actually go back with you, um, Dolomite. Um, I mentioned you're from Compton, uh, born and raised, born somewhat raised. I was, okay. I, I bounced around. Compton is just home. Okay. Gotcha. Like no matter where I go, I'm going to end up back in Compton. Gotcha. Like I think in like 93, we moved to Rialto mm-hmm. and like I moved right back to Compton. Not long after. Cause <laughs> like my mom, she tried to get us out that motherfucker. Cause you know, she like, I don't want my kids gangbanging. I don't want them mm-hmm. in that lifestyle. So she was like, nigga, I got to get you niggas far away from this motherfucker as possible. But my other side of the family never left. So my dad, my grandmother, and everybody on my dad's side was still there. Mm-hmm. So whenever I had free time, like summertime, weekends, any time off of school, I'm, I'm back in the hood. And then, like, I think, like, ninth grade and, and the... the the funny part about it, um, I moved back on my own accord. Okay. Like, I was fucking up in junior high school. So my mom gave me the envelope, like, yeah, this is your classes. It was an empty envelope. Like, yeah, and you stand in junior high since you was fucking up. You you gonna be wow. you gonna repeat the eighth grade. I said, nah. <laughs> so I moved back with my dad in Compton. I was like, no way, fuck that shit. Ain't no way in hell. So Somewhat raised in Compton. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, West Coast, uh, you might as well say uh, Metro LA. Um, so let's go back as far as sports is concerned. Okay, now just just for clarification, you guys who are listening and watching on YouTube, I am ten years older than my brother Dolomite here. So I was born in seventy two. Dolomite's born in eighty two. So there's a little difference. So having said that. If you were born in 82, you probably basketball wise, were you like a Lakers fan growing up or did you catch the end of Showtime or how did that work? Or was it football like your sport? What what was the, the sport that you was checking for back then? At least coming up in, in when you when you were growing up? Basketball. Okay. And the crazy thing is I grew up hating the Lakers. <laughs> now, now, how is that possible? This, this that's like the most dynamic basketball franchise ever. My first real basketball memory was Michael Jordan beating the slow time Lakers in 91. That was, that was like my first real, like my first piece of sports clothing Mm -hmm. was a Chicago Bulls jacket. Mm. Because like my first time actually watching basketball, I said, this, this Michael Jordan, this motherfucker is cold. I like him. (laughs) This this dude is fucking balling. Mm -hmm. 
So it, it, I didn't grow up hating Jordan because a lot of people just think I just hate Jordan for the hell of it. Like, right. oh, you like LeBron because you hate Jordan. I I don't hate him, hate him, mm-hmm. but I dislike him like a motherfucker. I think as I grew up and I got to know the man of Michael Jordan, I, mm-hmm. I just became no longer a fan. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, man, fuck this dude. Like, he, I liked watching him when I was little because he was dunking on people and, you know, the whole... The NBA sold us Michael Jordan. Facts. <clears throat> he was as dope as he was. The whole machine of the NBA was to sell you on the greatness of Michael Jordan. Like, I feel like he probably spent about four or five years of his career trying to prove that he was the nigga. Mm-hmm. And once he proved it, the league was like, okay, we got we got to get behind this motherfucker. Like, Facts. He's the man. we have to push him. And make him an international brand. So the more I seen at the more, I was like, man, fuck this nigga. Like, <laughs> it's it's too many other dope players in the league for y'all to be doing that to this one dude. Like, let him just be dope on his own, and let the rest of these motherfuckers be dope too. Cause mm-hmm. shit, you know my name, my real birth name is Anthony Webb. Okay. So what was that? The eighty six dunk contest. When Spud Webb won and shit, like, yep, yep. Once I realized that Spud was my favorite player, <laughs> I like Spud. Like, he's he's small. Like, I right. grew up, I grew up as a tiny little dude. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, Dang. I grew up wanting to be like Spud. So, it's like, <clears throat> fuck Michael Jordan. So you didn't, you ain't fuck with the Lakers at all. That's that that's surprising considering the fact of at the time that you came up, they were, you know, they were. Probably as you were getting older, the back half of the Showtime Lakers, and then like you said, that '91 team was the team that that was Jordan's first ring. That was so the you, Showtime Lakers. <laughs> y'all had they had Vladdy, they had Magic, obviously. Yeah, um, it, it, it was over with. It wasn't Showtime no more. Slow time. <laughs> slow time. We 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 in the fi- we good enough for the finals, but we ain't good enough to get over the hill. We we're over the hill. Yeah. We ain't good enough to get over the hump, and not. It's going to sound controversial because this is how I felt at the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, no shade to the LGBTQ plus community because mm-hmm. I fuck with y'all. I'm an ally. Right. But I didn't like Michael Magic Johnson because I thought he was gay. You know, man, mm-hmm. a lot, I, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of people did. And we had we had really homophobic um, thoughts about Magic, particularly when Magic, you know, announced that he had HIV. Um, <clears throat> I did a podcast on it. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, November 7th, 1991. I was a freshman in, in college at South Carolina State University. And I, I said on the podcast, like, I thought somebody was playing a bad trick. Like, it's like, yeah, man, the nigga Magic said he got AIDS. I'm like, man, no, he don't. And I walked back to the dorm and I remember walking past this one dude's dorm room and he had his door open and he was visibly like crying. He was on the floor crying. I was like, man, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? And he was crying. He was, and then, and we came in and turned the TV on, and news came on at six o'clock. Magic was announcing that he was retiring because he had HIV. And at that particular time, it's like you said, like anybody that you knew that had HIV was gay or they used drugs, like one of the two. There was no in between. There was no idea of you contracting contracting it through heterosexual sex. And um, he didn't strike us as no dope fiend either. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, then he had the whole thing with him and Isaiah would kiss before the game. So, you know, we had I, I tell people all the time, like, no, I I definitely am an ally and I've evolved in my way of thought. But no, if you to put a microphone or a Twitter in front of me in, in 1991, you would have heard you would have heard or seen some of the craziest shit that you think. Oh, I ain't think Kyle thought like that. I um, meet my whole shit <laughs> because yeah. literally when he caught it, I was like, "Oh, so y'all told me he not gay, right?" And then you know, oh shit, when he announced his uh, retirement, you said November seven ninety one ninety one. Yep, nine years old. That was two days after my ninth birthday. So it's like I'm okay. a little kid. Right. So all I know is he kissed dudes before the game. <laughs> He wear yellow and purple uniform, and he ain't the most uh, masculine dude. Like mm-hmm. what I liked about Michael Jordan watching him play against them was he was aggressive. Like right, Man, he had a crown on his face. 
Magic Johnson is the opposite. He always smiling and happy and dainty. And it's like, I don't like that. Like I like, <laughs> I like aggressive players. Like, you know, I like Sean Kemp growing up. Oh yeah. No question. Like, you know, like when, when, when I start seeing Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp became my favorite player. Cause it's like, he he going to dunk on your stand over you. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that was what I liked about basketball. Like, the game of basketball that I've always loved is the range of personality. Like mm-hmm. you got dudes that is 100% finger roll finesse. And then you got people who going to punch you in your mouth. Like you got Xavier McDaniel, off there, <laughs> like, you know, Vernon Maxwell. Yeah. And then you got uh, George Gervin. Like mm-hmm. I'm not even going to touch the rim. I'm just going to finger roll on your ass. You know, so it's like, <laughs> That's what I liked about basketball. Like you got the whole range of personality and you get to see these people's faces mm-hmm. and hear them talk, you know. So let mm-hmm. me ask you something before we even get into LeBron, man, I, I got to ask, because like I said, you from you from out west, you even not being a Lakers fan. So wait a minute, you were before I even ask that question, well, you weren't a Clippers fan, were you? For a time. Really? Wow. Because that's it's, crazy. Like the. The funny thing is it came full circle. Mm-hmm. I grew up liking sports the way that I like sports now. Mm-hmm. But in high school, I became a Clipper fan because people would call me a team hopper. Like, man, every time I see you, you got a different team. But it wasn't because I was chasing championships. Right. I just was like, I like the magic because I like Shaq and Penny Hardaway. <laughs> or next time you see me, I might like the Supersonics because I like Sean Kemp. And Gary Payton, mm-hmm. or you know, you might have called me at another time rooting for the Charlotte Hornets because I like Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Like nice. whatever group I liked at the time, <clears throat> that was my team. It wasn't like a, oh my God, I'm just flying this flag of this one fucking team forever. Like no, whoever I like, I follow. I don't mm-hmm. care about the organization. You know that episode that I did not too long ago. That that. Was, that's really what that was about. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all follow the team. So if they suck, you still on this. <laughs> Me, wherever LeBron at, that's where I'm at. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to follow my guy. Right. So that's how I was as a kid. But I I pretty much said, okay, I'm a Clipper fan. I'm from L.A. Mm-hmm. I hate the Lakers. There's in, in, in no universe am I finna root for them. Mm-hmm. So, cool, Clippers. Oh, you like the Clippers? They suck. Luckily, they only was garbage for the first year that I announced being a Clipper fan. Okay. And then they did the stupidest shit in Clipper history with me being a fan, which was drafting Ola with candy first. Like, Come on, man. I'm like, how the fuck am I <laughs> Why the fuck did I even say that out loud? I should have just kept on doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But those years that I liked them shit, we had Lamar Odom, mm-hmm. Quentin Richardson, Darius yeah, Miles. Miles you know, yeah. we, we had a nice little era during the time of me, like, rooting for the Clippers, but mm-hmm. shit, about maybe, like, 10 years ago, I was like, nah, man, fuck the Clippers. I'm, I'm <laughs> That's where I'm at. Fuck it. Call me whatever you want to, because right. it was people at my job calling me a Cavalipper. How you a Clipper fan? And a LeBron fan, so when the Cavaliers is in the finals, you got a Cavalier jersey, but you supposed to be a Clipper fan. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just a LeBron fan. Wherever he's at, I'm a fan of that team. Got so you, got you. you. You probably, you're probably the second person that I know that's a Clipper. Well, at least were a Clipper fan. Actually, one of my um, my teammates from college. He's he's the only teammate that I had that was from L.A. He or L.A. area. He he went to high school. I want to say West Covina. Um, he said he grew up a Clipper fan because he hated the Lakers, and he was like everybody around his way was a Laker fan. He was like, I don't want to be like everybody else. So he became a Clippers fan. And at the time, I want to say the Rams were still in L.A., so he became a 49ers fan. So he went opposite of every – he became an Angels fan because everybody was Dodgers fan. So he was the opposite kind of like of all the L.A. teams. You um, get that in, in every place mm-hmm. because I got a homeboy that lives in Kansas City that's a huge Raider fan. Really? Yeah, he hates wow. the, hate the Chiefs. But that's what it is. It's like mm-hmm. when you live in a city where everybody's just a fan, you see the flags and the gear and – Every store you go into got all the sh- the jerseys and hats, and you just like, man, fuck this team. These dudes yeah. ain't all that. 
Trust you know, me, I know. So. I, I see Braves stuff. I hate the Braves. I can't stand the Braves. I will only go to Braves Stadium if the Yankees are there. I, I refuse. I just, in the fact that they won, I hate it because people are really beyond themselves. Um, you hate the fans more than you hate the team. Honestly. Oh, no question. No question. Um, before we move off the Lakers, I got to ask, Kobe, you being in the city, you saw him literally grow up. As a player, you probably saw just like I saw Kobe shoot those air balls his rookie year in the playoffs and develop into being, you know, arguably one of the greats. Uh, some people call him a goat, you know. Um, you know, we tragically lost Kobe a couple of years ago, and it's, I don't know, man, it's still kind of hard for me to wrap my head around it because I, I don't really fully think that I've accepted the fact that he's gone. And I wasn't, and don't get, no, don't get it twisted, I wasn't a fan of Kobe's until he got hurt. You know, until he tore his Achilles. I always respected the game, his game. I just didn't like or at least what I thought of him as a person. And then one day I just realized I was just being a hater. And I got beyond the hate and I started watching him and really appreciating for who he was and who he became. And I really, really was liking Kobe post NBA career as far as who he was, who he was and who he was becoming. And I was really bothered by him getting, you know, by him dying especially the way that he did. So I said all that to say this, like, what did you think of Kobe and his rise and, you know, what he meant to LA, you know, regardless of whether or not you, you know, like the Lakers or not. Shit. Pretty much the exact same, literally everything that you said. Like, okay. When he first got drafted, I loved him. Dude out mm -hmm. of high school, young, you know, got the bald head. He's, you know, he's swaggy. He came out with the little rap song with Tyra Banks. <laughs> like, the song was trash, but it was man, trash. You know, he come he come in the league, he rapping, you know, he like a little young dude speaking in and French and shit step on people's neck. And that again, mm -hmm. that's that's my that's my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I like people who don't give a fuck about the status quo. Like, don't come in here like, oh, I'm gonna carry these bags and everybody's so good, and I just want to be humble. Kobe was never humble, and that's what I always no, loved never. about him. So I I hated to see him succeed because I hated the team he played for. Gotcha. Any other team Kobe would have played for, he'd have been my favorite player. But the fact that he played for the fucking Lakers, I just couldn't push myself to like this motherfucker. I would find every excuse to hate on him. <laughs> every fucking shot he missed. Yes, look at that. This Same motherfucker here. sucks. He's trash. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He I was never confronted on his game. I always said that. Yeah, I, I I loved his game. I loved mm -hmm. his approach to the game. I loved his nice. attitude. I love how he didn't give a fuck about nobody. I I love that. Like now that I don't have to root against him, looking back, one of my favorite players. Mm -hmm. But in the time of his career, I was rooting against him with every bone in my body. Like <laughs> I hated to see this motherfucker get five rings for this team that I can't fucking stand. Right in the city like, where you live, even Shaq, like. I love Shaq until mm -hmm. the Lakers motherfucker. Like you was one of my favorite fucking players. Like, why would you do that? Why would you mm -hmm. join these punk ass motherfuckers? So that was the thing. I loved Kobe and I loved Shaq, but I hated to see them motherfuckers get rings for the fucking Lakers. Mm -hmm. like, these fucking parades. Every every time I'm I'm in the house. I'm just I'm literally in my apartment. <laughs> and the Laker game come on, my whole apartment is shaking because everybody in the whole complex oh, wow. is going crazy. The game over now, motherfuckers all in the middle with the shit celebrate. Fuck y'all motherfuckers and <laughs> and everybody knowing I was a Laker hater would come knock on my door. I know you saw the game. Oh, you saw that shit. I'm like, man, fuck these motherfuckers. Wow. So as far as Kobe, I, I, you know, it's the same thing. After he retired, I became a huge fan because mm -hmm. impartially when we would have debates about who's the greatest of all time, I would tell motherfuckers, I feel like Kobe could beat Jordan. Mm -hmm. You know, now if you go <clears throat> career for career, you could say that Jordan had a better career. But if I had to put a player on my team, I'll put Kobe on my team before I put Jordan on my team. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so if we talk about LeBron, when did you, when did you think like this? Cause I think the thing that people don't understand, even in, even in me not saying that I think LeBron is the goat, 
I think that you can make a case for it. And I, again, while we, we, we go back and forth on, on Twitter about it and me and King Jerm went on for, back and forth on this podcast about it. I think, you know, anybody that makes a case for LeBron being the goal, I, you, in theory, I really can't argue it because you can, I mean, uh, if you have, if you break it into pieces, yeah, you can say, okay, well, he's not the goal because blah, 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 blah. Um, but LeBron went from high school, you know, and he didn't have, you know, any type of, well, he had hype because he had, he was on the cover of sports illustrated. They said this guy was going to be the next coming and, you know, he passed like magic and he ran the floor like Jordan and he was all of these things. When did, when did LeBron for you, you was like, when you looked at him, you was like, he could be the next one. His first time facing against T-Mac. Okay. Because when he got drafted, Adidas put out a T-Mac commercial. Mm. And T-Mac in the commercial was like, yeah, you got these guys coming out of high school thinking that this NBA thing is going to be easy. I welcome him. And, you know, he doing all, you know, the little moves, you know, right. turn around dribbles and dunking and shit like that. I think LeBron put like 30 on him. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this was your welcome to LeBron. <laughs> this, you saying welcome to the league? You let him put thirty on you? Like, oh, mm-hmm. LeBron ain't playing with these niggas. Like, because the thing was, like, I remember when he was on the cover of Slam magazine in like the tenth grade. Mm-hmm. It was like him and um, um, damn, Stoudemire little cousin. Um, damn, I can't think of his name. You know, little homie. Um. Um, Damus was Damus Stoudemire? No, it's it's um Stoudemire's little cousin. No, no, it's it was um Marbury little cousin. Oh, um, Stephon Marbury's little cousin. I can't. Uh, was it Dewan Wagner? No, Dewan Wagner. His his daddy was in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and Dewan oh, Wagner was. I know. Oh man, LeBron got drafted. Don't mind this. It's in my head right now. Um, the kid. He was from. He was from around Stephon Marbury's way. Um, damn it, I can't. Remember. I'm gonna have to look that shit up. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally Sebastian Tailfield. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I was Sebastian Tailfield. Him, him, and LeBron was on the cover of Slam magazine. I think LeBron was in like the tenth grade, so mm-hmm. I had become aware of him. So you know, this was like before the internet was big. So I kind of you know was doing some searching. Like, who the fuck is this dude? And then they played against Dominguez High School. Okay. Which at the time I was living in Compton. So mm-hmm. I was able to see that game and he stepped on their ass. So I was like, oh, yeah, wow. this was for real. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think Tyson Chandler Tyson was Chandler, yep. that year. Yep. You know, because I think that was right after what grade was Tayshawn Prince in? Because Tayshawn Prince went to, uh, he went to Dominguez High when Tyson Chandler was a freshman. Mm-hmm. So I think that Tayshawn stayed two years while, Ty- while Tyson Chandler was there because the game was on that team too. Really? Yeah. I didn't know the game played. I didn't know he played high school. I know somebody said he could play ball, but I didn't know he played high school ball. Okay. Yeah, he was on the bench. Not that he <laughs> sucked. He didn't gotcha. suck. Like, gotcha. he, he, was, he was a decent player in high school. Okay. But that was a powerhouse team. I think they won the state championship when I was in the 10th grade. Mm. In the ninth grade, we beat them because we had a, a center named uh, David Hamilton, Super Crip, what we called him. I Aaron remember Rutgers. I remember, I remember that name. I, mean, I remember seeing his name in some magazines. Yeah, we had, we had Super Crip. So... We beat them. We had Super Crip. We had Tito Maddox. We had a cold little team at that time. Mm-hmm. So we knocked them out. But when Super Crip went to Auburn, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was Tayshawn and Tyson's league. So they mm-hmm. did what they did. Matter of fact, if you watch and one back uh and one mixtape, uh they had a dude named Bad Santa, Kenny Bruner. Mm-hmm. I think he was on that Dominguez yep. team. Yep. Like they they had a cold. Yeah, he was nice. Cold Kenny Bruner was team. nice. Yeah, I there was a lot of motherfuckers on that team that, you know, in, in Compton, they was like celebrities. Like, they was, <laughs> like they was running around that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like, when I saw LeBron play in high school, it was like, this motherfucker gonna be good in the NBA. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care what none of y'all say. Like, yeah, he playing against high schoolers, but right. 
this dude at that size is doing shit that dudes his size in the NBA can't even do. Mm-hmm. And you can see that shit as a, a, a teenager in high school. Like this motherfucker's like six, eight, six, eight, you know, two, six, two, seven two in high school. Yep. And he already <clears throat> passing like magic. Mm-hmm. He already handling the ball like dudes his size can't handle. And he got size on him. Even as a kid, like he had man size, you know, usually when you see high school footage of of players, these dudes is built like me. They skinny. They like Snoop Dogg and Baby Boy. Like, (laughs) you know, they all got the the Kevin Durant body. (laughs) Right. LeBron was already like a little Carl Malone in high school. So it's like the league got a problem when this dude Mm -hmm. get here. He not finna play with these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And he lived up to all the fucking hype. As as much as people want to say he didn't, like how no, how did he, he not? He He's an all time leading scorer. He like, exceeded it because on some real shit. That's one of my arguments against Jordan for LeBron, which is LeBron came in the league ready from high school. MJ didn't. Well, Jordan had. I mean, at that time that Jordan came, we can get into it right now. At that time, Jordan. He had to go to college. There was no because at that time I want to say Jordan came out eight. Moses Malone. So you yeah. can't say that. Moses no, no, no. Malone came fresh out of high school. In Moses year? came fresh out of high school. I want to say that was 80, 82, something like that. No, is either 82 or no, Moses been in the league for a while. I want to say maybe 79. Exactly. So, but Jordan wasn't he wasn't he, unprecedented. He, he well, here's the thing, he wasn't built. His body wasn't built really for for him to come out of high school, um, fresh out of high school. Um, but I'll was. say, what you say? Kobe was. Yeah, they have, but it has to be somebody. They got to be somebody this, to pass it. This is me saying, mm-hmm. literally, like because people use LeBron's longevity against him in their arguments. They mm-hmm. like, oh well, LeBron played more games. How are you gonna count that against him? Because he was ready. How you gonna count being ready against somebody just like Kobe? Like how you gonna count? How you gonna count it against him that mm-hmm. he came out ready for the league? That ain't his bad. So to me, so, so that why adds do you to his value? You're right. You're right. I, I'll give you that. So why do you think LeBron is the goat? Because he every everything counts toward his credit, his longevity, his consistency, his versatility like the fact that he does make the right play the fact that he does trust his teammates the fact that as much as people want to hate he does make every team he plays for better and when he leaves his value is proven like every team lebron leaves they they go into the toilet because people try to pretend like oh he had all this help he had all these superstars he had all these great players and it's like y'all be counting careers all fucked up like they be saying oh he had ray allen he didn't have fucking the milwaukee bucks ray allen mm-hmm. he didn't have the supersonics ray allen he had on my way out this motherfucker i'm retiring in a minute ray allen so i could still shoot it so if you pass that motherfucker to me in the right spot i'm gonna get it up there but he didn't have superstar ray allen like i'll see people and they'll post charts and i say all the time numbers lie without context Mm-hmm. This is true. You can, you can. He has Shaq. What Shaq did he have? Oh, he, <laughs> he had a watch Shaq. Yeah, he had Radio Shaq. Like he had, <laughs> you know, the Dove Shaq. He didn't have, you know, he didn't have a Black Tornado Shaq. He had, man, I'm just collecting a paycheck Shaq. You know, a lot of these superstar players, he's supposed because even he had Ben Wallace. Like people were showing me. This this list of all these all stars and all the accomplishments of his teammates and it's like you motherfucker y'all couldn't have been watching basketball mm-hmm. for you to look at this list and legitimately tell me this was his help right because he played with a lot of motherfuckers at their bottom you know he caught these motherfuckers in their Raider years the mm. only real prime players that he had was about two good years of Dwayne Wade. Bosh, uh, about two good years of Bosh, probably AD. one solid season of Kyrie, maybe AD. two solid seasons of um Kevin Love, AD, maybe two good, good AD seasons, mm-hmm. 
And that's about it. Like, we're not finna make it seem as if, like, LeBron just was coming in with these stacked teams his whole career. <laughs> just how did he lose? This motherfucker was having like a, a 30, 40 point triple double mm-hmm. average in these finals that he's losing. If you look at LeBron's stats of the finals he lost, you not finna tell me, oh, he just couldn't deliver when it was important. Now, I give y'all the, the series against Dallas. He wasn't there. Okay, so let's talk about it real quick. Because that's where I was going. I'm glad you went there, my man, Dolomite. How does someone who is a proponent of, and not just you, but anybody that's a, and I don't want to say fan, because I'm a fan of LeBron. I don't want anybody to get it twisted. I love Jordan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of LeBron. I love LeBron's. I think LeBron is definitely worthy of this discussion, even though I think Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Um, and then there are people that think Kareem is the GOAT. Shout out to uh, my boy Baylor, BTG. Baylor says that Kareem is the GOAT. Um, I so wish he was here. what's that? I wish he was here. I'd I love to <laughs> hear this shit. You know, Baylor's from out there too. I, I need to get both of y'all on the podcast, man. That would be fun. Um, so when I talk about if if we're talking about LeBron and we talk about that particular series with the Mavericks. What do you think? Because nobody who's mentioned in the GOAT conversation has a kind of series that LeBron had where there was a complete meltdown. Now, you know, the streets talk about, you know, what was said about his mom and his teammate, and that had some type of effect on him. What do you do you attribute that to that meltdown? Or what, what do you think? What do you think went wrong with LeBron in that in that series? Um, it was too much going on for him mentally. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that I tell people as far as LeBron, like Kobe and Jordan had the mindset of we're going to win or lose with me, period. Right. If we win, it's because of me. If we lose, it's because of me. LeBron is like a, okay, well, I'm coming in. This is D-Wade's team. I'm going to let, you know, I'm going to let him do it because I'm just here. Like, I don't want to step on nobody's toes. Like, that fucked him up. Like mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't want to come in and take over Dwayne Wade's team. And it was like, especially because at that time, I was hating on LeBron. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see them niggas lose that finals, honestly. I was like, good bitch. Because <laughs> I think a lot of people were. I didn't I didn't like the way he exited Cleveland. Okay. Like I didn't like the look of that. Like, this is your fucking hometown. And you showed your ass on the way out. Like, did you have a problem with the decision or was it just the fact that he left? The whole thing. Okay. Especially okay. the decision. Because like I said, with the decision, it was like, you didn't even have to do that. Nah. You could have literally just left. Yeah. Like, hey, Sent y'all. A, ple- a press release. Didn't go right. Like, put it this way. He could have left the same way Shaq left Orlando. Mm-hmm. Orlando fucked me over. I had to leave. Because I knew that when Shaq left. Because mm-hmm. that was what was put out there. Right. Orlando wasn't treating me right. I, I, I'm beefing with Penny. I got to get the fuck out of here. Fuck this place. I'm gone. I'm finna go somewhere else. And like I said, I was pissed off at Shaq for going to the Lakers because in my heart of hearts, I felt like that was bad for his legacy. I felt like if Shaq would have went somewhere where he was the only center that was going to get his jersey in the rafters, that would have been great. Okay. Nigga, you went <clears throat> where Kareem done already planted a flag. <laughs> Wilt done already yeah. planted a flag. Like, Nigga, you just one of the great centers, nigga. Like, why you didn't just go to some other team? And as good as Shaq was in that, nigga, you, you're taking championships with you. Wherever you go, the championship goes. Mm-hmm. He could have went to five different teams and, and won rings. Right. I honestly believe that. If he'd have went to the fucking Bucks and they got um Ray Allen, I feel like the Bucks would have got a fucking championship out of Shaq and Ray Allen. Whoever okay. Shaq would have got lined up with, would have won the title, gotcha. but you know I'm I'm digressing. But as far as the decision, I didn't mm-hmm. like it. like you showing your ass. Like you know, later it came out that you know him and the owner they had a a falling out. So it's like okay, now I see why you showed your ass. Right. But you should have said that during the fucking decision. Like these, <laughs> right. yo, these niggas doing me scandalous. So I'm finna show my ass on the way out. Mm-hmm. So I was rooting against him that whole fucking season. So I was happy to see him flop. Like, I was mm-hmm. literally happy to see this nigga play like a little bitch. I'm like, look at this punk-ass nigga. Why the fuck was I rooting for him? Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, I'm like, okay, 
I see where he was. And the reason he went to that team was to learn what it takes to be a championship player because mm-hmm. something that I had a fucking argument with some random ass nigga in my DM about because he brought up that and just said like that, that series alone just can't, LeBron can't be the GOAT because of that one thing. And I'm like, nigga, some people come in mentally ready to run shit and some people have to be taught and he had to be taught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I agree. Away from him as a <clears throat> player that just was, Niggas have bad series. Michael yeah. Jordan is undefeated in the finals, but is he undefeated in the first round? No, he's not undefeated in the first round. Exactly. But that, niggas act like Jordan had a six-year career. <laughs> no, you know what it is, man? I mean, like, okay, I got this thing pulled up. When you look at, and like you said, I, I'm a big guy on stats, but I also understand that having taken, you know, stats in college, one of the first things my professor said, shout out to Dr. Bravo. Bravo would always say, you know, numbers can be used to manipulate whatever you want them to say. So, you know, if I say, you know, I could say, you know, 25% of more championships than Jordan. Say what? Ori. Yeah, yeah. That's Robert Ori got more than Michael Jordan. <laughs> right, right. But nobody's putting Robert Ori on the GOAT list. So when you look at, you know, the constant comparisons, Jordan, six rings, six finals, MVP, six MVPs, 10 scoring titles, LeBron, um, LeBron only had one scoring title, even though he's the all time leader. And I think LeBron probably when he retires will probably lead the league in scoring, maybe assists, depending on, you know, how much longer he plays. And I think, I think it goes without saying at this time, at the time that we're recording this, I think LeBron's going to finish with four rings. Do you think that that hurts LeBron in the GOAT conversation? What about his rings or scoring mm-hmm. titles? No, the score. I mean, the scoring titles, it, it is what it is. Jordan, Jordan was a scorer. LeBron, I think I, as much as I, I don't want to say I dump on LeBron, as much as I don't necessarily give LeBron as much credit as some people, and admittedly so, I don't give him as much credit. I think the thing that people, basketball fans have to understand is that LeBron Jordan was asked to be a scorer. That's his mentality. Kobe was a scorer. That's his mentality. LeBron really kind of became, if you will, a reluctant scorer. He was somebody who scored basically because he had to, not necessarily because that's the thing. I always said, like, if I got a game seven and my life is on the line, I'm not, I'm going with Kobe or or Jordan. I'm not going with LeBron because LeBron might pass that last shot if it comes down to a last shot. Depends and the last the shot, and it might it might be the best play, but I trust Jordan or I trust Kobe. Um, but I think um, I think you know LeBron's. Do you think that him having you know four rings hurts him in the in the in the goat discussion? In the eyes of people who don't look at the game reasonably, okay. Like with me, I I'm big on context. So when it comes to who did this nigga play in the finals? Because my biggest argument against Jordan is honestly, who is his Joe Frazier? Whoever was in front of him. Jordan's Joe Frazier. Whoever was in front of him. I mean, he put out Hall of Famers on his way to the finals. Like who? Patrick Ewing. Did he guard him? Man, this this is why I love Dolomite, man. <laughs> That's my no, argument. he didn't guard Patrick Ewing, like, man. Who was in front of this nigga? It, the teams that was in front of him. Who was in you, front of see, you starting him. to sound like Jerm now, man? Who was in front man. of Michael Jordan? Nobody was in front of him. Exactly. You can only, but Dolomite, you can only play what's in front of you. That's exactly. it. But, but you can this, only play what's on the schedule. This is what I'm saying. Ali is Ali. Facts. Because of Joe Frazier. Because of Ken okay, Norton. I, I, okay, of I give you that. I give you that. I give you that. Without these niggas, Muhammad Ali is, he cool. He's Mike Tyson. A lot of niggas put that against Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike Tyson can't be the greatest. But Mike Tyson, he, he can't help when he was born, though. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like, this is how I look at Michael Jordan. Nigga, like, ooh, Craig Elo. Oh, <laughs> that's who you hit the shot over. Craig hey, Elo. Man. The hey, great just saying. Elo, <laughs> like, but he had to take his lumps. He took his lumps against the uh, the Pistons too. So you know, 
it is what it is. Yeah. Um, he did. As much as niggas act like Jordan's era was all that, his competition wasn't to me. I, I now this is where I disagree. I think the Pistons, the Pistons Damn. helped build Jordan who he was. Because it's like this. I feel like Michael Jordan played for one of the greatest teams ever assembled. Facts. Teams. Facts. Not collections of players. Team. Facts. Because this was my argument with this dude who just ran it. He just cut out on the argument. Really? And somehow this dude is like a basketball coach. And I was pinning him to the fact that a great team is better than a great collection of players. Mm. If I have a cohesive team, if I got five dudes that have been playing together for 10 years, they, they know where they're going to be on the court. They know what they do. They know what their roles are. You score, you rebound, you play defense, you stand in the corner and wait for the open jump shot if it's yeah. available. You do this, you do this. And then you bring me five dudes who dope as a motherfucker apart, but they just got together. I'm going to beat you. Mm. I said, that's what the Bulls was. They had Michael Jordan, who was the scorer. They had motherfucking Scottie Pippen, who was going to defend, and he was going to score when he needed to. They had a motherfucking center who stayed down there. He he did the dirty work. They had Dennis Rob. They had a bunch of. Solid role players. They had motherfuckers mm-hmm. off the bench. Everybody Steve knew Kerr, Tony Kukoc. They had a great coach. They had a motivator. They was a well-oiled fucking machine going up against a bunch of teams that some of them had just got put together that year. Some of them had just got their star, you know, two or three years prior to them motherfuckers reaching the finals. The Bulls was the motherfucking Bulls for the last damn 12, 13 fucking years. They already... They coming in like we beating everybody ass. We gonna beat y'all ass. That's that was the finals for Michael Jordan, nigga. I know. We 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 the squad. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was a team. His whole career of winning, he came in as a fucking team. LeBron, it was always collections of talent. Do you so, think that helps or you, you do you think that helps or hurt? Because I I see that a lot in the discussions about LeBron is that he now in, in, in context, like you said, context matters. Free agency. What isn't what it was in 86, 87, 88, 89. Only whoever kept it real about that era was Isaiah Thomas. I don't like Isaiah. He was, he I was respect the only, game, but I don't like, he him. was the only nigga that kept it real. Isaiah was the only old nigga to say, if I could have jetted out and played for a good team, I would have. He was the only one to come out and say that. Right. Because birds, <clears throat> they just swore to God, like, no, we wanted to beat the guy. Shut the fuck up. Well, you know, like, you know what it is, though, you, Mike? They, they didn't have a choice, though, because at that time. Like, yeah, I'd, you, I'd love to hear Isaiah Thomas's take on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to hear, like, um, m- not Mark Aguirre, but um, Dan Dantley. Yeah, or um, what's homeboy that played for the Bucks? Um, Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Alvin Robertson. No. Um. Damn. Sydney Sydney Moncrief. Yeah, Sydney Moncrief. Like mm-hmm. players like that. Like players who was great but play for franchises that weren't so great. Like, like Dominique. What? What would you have done in free agency in your era? <laughs> everybody, you know, it's easy for Larry Bird to say, "Oh no, I was gonna be a Celtic for life." Duh. Yeah. You know, like Michael Jordan, you nigga, you you play for one of the greatest teams ever. So of course, you didn't want to go nowhere. Like, duh. <laughs> Let's not make it seem like if if you got offered to go play with Larry Bird, you wouldn't have done that shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, you know, free agency didn't exist like that. Do you, I mean, players signed eight, nine year contracts. So if you signed to play with the Cavs, unless they traded your ass, you was with the Cavs. You know, it, exactly. it wasn't no jumping around, but yeah, I always see like option to do it. So yeah. it's like, y'all can't fault him for being, for playing the game that was in front of him. Just like mm-hmm. how you say Jordan played the player. He played the game that was yeah. in front of him. Yeah. Oh, LeBron soft. He'd be flopping. That's the game he plays in. Mm-hmm. If, if LeBron just ran up, ran through the key like this, tr- 
charging, charging. <laughs> like he he couldn't play that '90s game that y'all want to see so much from this dude. Like, what the fuck are you asking him to do? Foul mm-hmm. out every game in the first half because that's what's gonna happen if he go Carl Malone and just I think I'm just gonna run down the run key through people, yeah, eat every time and bowl these niggas down. Like, I feel like LeBron would have been way more dominant if he played in the 80s and 90s. You think so? Look at his size. <clears throat> Look at the 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 upbringing he would have had if he was raised in that era to play in that era. Mm-hmm. At the size he is, with the speed that he has and the athletic ability he has, and think about the position that he plays and the niggas that was playing that position in that time because players are bigger now. Right. That's a exactly. fact. That ain't no fucking mythical bullshit because I can't even take credit for this. This was um, Gilbert Arenas who said this. Okay. He said, nigga, when we got in the league, we was way bigger than them players. He said, nigga, I grew up afraid of Gary Payton until I met his ass. He was like, nigga, Gary Payton was like this. <laughs> he said, I didn't even realize these niggas was like 190. Mm-hmm. You know, 205. He like, nigga, I'm coming in the league two, 220. Like, right. He's got bullying these niggas. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you, when they would say shit like, oh, they would have bullied LeBron. Nigga, LeBron like 240, 250. Dennis Rodman was like 195. How, how the fuck are you going to bully a nigga that got 50 pounds on you? Mm-hmm. So imagine this nigga that's Carl Malone size Basically. playing point guard in them days. <laughs> Y'all niggas thought magic was a fucking beast. Imagine magic with aggression. Yeah. Because LeBron would have been coming down that motherfucker knocking niggas into the stanchion. <laughs> LeBron in the fucking 80s? Come on, dog. You not finna tell me LeBron. You talking about, an, oh, he the average 40. <laughs> Nigga, LeBron would have averaged 40 in the 80s. Because who would have stopped him? Name I the think, player that you would have LeBron. I think LeBron, LeBron would have done the same thing then if he did now i i, I don't I, i'm not one of those that subscribe who to that theory him? who'd stop him? i mean you could you couldn't i mean back then you couldn't stop nobody it, great players i mean because the the rules were such you know you couldn't you could hand check dudes but you know who'd you gotta still try to stand no ain't nobody hand checking him you gotta you gotta throw another body at him you gotta try and see that's the thing like you couldn't get somebody big to put in front of him because their foot speed ain't, ain't quick enough to stay in front of him you couldn't put somebody small him because he can see over the top of him, pass over him, or he's going to go right through him. So, you know, it, it, it literally would have been pick your poison. He, I don't he, know if he'd have been more dominant. I think he'd have been just as dominant. How could he have? How? how? Because the way, that, the way the NBA was set up, like, he, I think, I don't know that LeBron would have probably gone to the free throw line as much. His body would have been built for the punishment, but I don't know that his personality would have been able to take the punishment. Again, if he was raised <clears throat> in those times. Well, there you go. Because you got to put it, again, context. Mm-hmm. If LeBron played in those times, who was softer in them days? Like, LeBron wouldn't oh, have been raised as no soft-ass kid. <laughs> a good-ass yeah. kid from Akron fucking Ohio. Like, he'd have, he'd have been built for that shit because this is the league that I'm coming into. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what people not understanding about it. Like, these dudes are playing the game that's in front of them. These ain't soft dudes. These ain't right. bitch ass niggas. Like the 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 rules are you can't be barreling through people. You can't be slamming motherfuckers into the key. So they don't do it. In those days, that's what the game was. So that's what they did. It's a finesse game now. It was a power game then. If LeBron was able to actually use his size and use his athletic ability he would have been a better fucking player for that era than he is for this era. Cause a lot of times his size and strength works against him. That's why he got a flop because you can't just hit LeBron and he just stands still. <laughs> oh, foul on LeBron. Nigga, look, he, he wasn't affected. So no, he got to roll all over the floor and pretend he dying. Cause yeah, he, he should be doing that out there because <laughs> if, somebody, if somebody do like, just like with Shaq, remember the hacker Shaq? Mm-hmm. Shaq had to learn to sell the foul because when Shaq go up there and you slap the shit out of him, they're like, nigga, you Shaq. Of course. Mm-hmm. But it's like, nigga, they, they hacking the fuck out of me, my nigga. Like, they literally out here pulling me down right. as I'm going up and y'all not calling no foul because I'm Shaq. Like, nigga, a foul is a fucking foul. So right. the reason LeBron got to sell this shit 
is because he 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 got the shack factor. I'm big and strong, so y'all don't want to give me my foul. So I'm gonna make you give me my foul. I'm dying. <laughs> Let me fall on the floor. Yeah, I- like you gotta play the game that's in front of you. So it's easy to sit up here and say, "Oh, look at this cry, baby." Like, nigga, imagine if you was that big and somebody slapped you upside your head while you was dribbling. Man, listen, and if I was that big, you if I was that big, I I I definitely be playing basketball. I definitely be LeBron. That's for sure. Um, the win over the um, Warriors. How big is that for the case for LeBron being called a goat? Half of it. Okay. Like literally, like that alone. Because, like I said, who was Michael Jordan's Joe Frazier? That was LeBron's Mike Tyson fight against Ali and beating him. Michael Jordan never had no fucking opponent like that. So as much as you want to bring up Michael Jordan's opponents, he who the fuck did he beat that was better than that team? I mean, that was probably one of the greatest teams assembled. Aside yeah, like, from the to- aside from the team that Jordan had, you, you can make the case that Jordan had the greatest. I mean, well, at least they had the best record. So 72 and 10, and the Warriors go 73 and 9. But okay, so then what do you say to those that say, well, LeBron faced the same team adding KD the next year and they got swept. It was a far better fucking team. Like, again, look at LeBron's team that he brought into that finals and look at that Warriors team. Look at the teams that Michael Jordan went into the finals with and look at their competition. Look at LeBron's performance and look at Jordan's performances. So you can say they got swept. That nigga had a 30-point triple-double that whole fucking finals. He did. That so he are, did. You gonna, are you going to make it seem as if LeBron folded and that's no, why no, they no. got swept? No. <laughs> no. Because, again, no. we arguing LeBron versus Jordan, but niggas like to put the teams into it when mm-hmm. it when it sounds good. Like, oh, well, Jordan had all these finals. Nigga, Jordan didn't – nigga, this ain't tennis. Jordan didn't win no individual finals. Jordan had a motherfucking 15-year career with six championships. That's right. And nigga didn't go to the motherfucking finals every time. Nope. But when he went. Another nine years, Mr. Goatman. Like, nigga, you had nine years of no finals. MVPs, defensive, 88, he won the MVP, defensive MVP um, in the same year. Scoring title, same same year. That was the Jordan year, 88. Um, Mm -hmm. So, he, I mean, he he did his thing. So, and and again, I... Yo, <laughs> Frazier. Whoever came in front of, but you know what, man? I, I said I, I said I was gonna be impartial today. I know. <laughs> it ain't easy. I know, right? Because so, it's like this. When I look at Jordan's era, I give you Clyde Drexler, mm-hmm. Reggie Miller, and Joe Dumars. Okay. And um Mitch Richmond. That's Solid. it. That's it. The rest of so, the niggas was garbage. So what do you say about the fact that, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about Jordan. What do you say about those that say Jordan in his prime, nobody got rings on Jordan. I mean, we can say in LeBron's prime, whatever we deem LeBron's prime, other dudes got rings and continue to get rings. Outside of LeBron. It's Hmm? a team stat. Okay. Rings are a team. Again, it's easy to put, like. I see where you're going. It's it's (laughs) like saying that fucking, like, John Sally is better than fucking Dominique Wilkins because niggas got rings on Dominique. Mm -hmm. So you might not have outscored this nigga. You might not have out nothing this nigga. But since your team won, nobody, nobody got rings on Pippen. Like. What the fuck is you niggas saying with that bullshit? Like, how many rings Jordan get without Pippen? None. Oh, okay. Pippen got none without him. Exactly. And but that eighty-eight, that but that eighty-eight year that I'm telling you about, Pippen averaged seven points that seven points a game. That was all. That was all Jordan. MVP, defensive MVP, scoring title. That was all Mike. Mm-hmm. That was all a great motherfucking team he played for too. No, that team was terrible. That team was that team got knocked out in the second round by the Pistons. But I'm just saying, in general, all of those championship years was great fucking teams. Three, a three, great I mean, Michael me, two, Jordan three, year 
ended in failure, but great team years end in championships. Michael Jordan dunking on niggas and all that shit. Young MJ out here dropping 60, mm-hmm. lost. Oh, and nigga drop all these numbers, he losing. He was yeah, T Mac before them teams got great. <laughs> hey man, you know Tracy you, fucking McGrady. You know what Without people gonna say? Them, that nigga's Tracy McGrady. You know what people gonna say? Four, four versus six. That's all they gonna say. But I'm just saying, those are <laughs> team, team. To that, I say all time leading scorer. Yeah. Nigga, scoring was all you did, and I got more points than you. If you play twenty years, yeah. See now, you, you know what? Now, now you gonna count longevity against the player. Now, if now you we in the player, and I say this nigga gonna be in the league twenty <laughs> motherfucking years. That nigga gonna be in fifteen. Who you gonna draft? You know what? We sound like now. You sound like me and my son Cameron. Now that's what, yeah, this, like, this. This is us but, all the time. But honestly, if 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 you're drafting a player, and I say nigga, I can tell the future. All time leading school, right? Right, this motherfucker's gonna be top 10 in assists, rebounds. Um, it's another one that counts because even even steals, matter of fact, yeah, 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 he's probably he's probably he'll probably finish in the top two or three in steals when it's all said exactly. So, this nigga's gonna be top 10 in four statistical categories, yeah, with four rings. No, don't even count the ring. I'm just talking about <laughs> no, no, no. That's yes, what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he statistically, yeah, we statistically, not put, we not finna put team shit in it. This nigga's gonna be averaging thirty fucking thirty point triple doubles in finals performances. Fuck whether they won or lost. We just gonna look at what this player did because y'all niggas love to put them rings in it like it wasn't nine other niggas on the court. We just gonna look at what LeBron did. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna look at what Jordan did. Yeah. Fuck the team. If you look at that, then I mean if you look at the playoffs, if you look at his playoff statistics, I mean my man averaged 37 a game in the playoffs. But this is what I'm saying. I don't know what else to tell you. 37 a game. Nobody else averaged. He's averaged 30 his he's averaged 32 his whole career. Nobody else averaged that more that much. And that's cool. But this motherfucker got more rebounds. That ain't that ain't no flossy fake shit. More assists. That ain't no type of weird bullshit. He was more efficient from the floor, better three-point percentage, better shooting percentage. Free throws, we got to get at the MJ. Okay. But raw shooting, LeBron is more efficient. Nigga, that ain't no bullshit. That's real statistical. That's that's real. So when you take that into account and you drafting these two players, you telling me you're going to take the nigga. I'm drafting Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'm going to milk him for those 15 years. <laughs> Even though this dude has more points, more assists, more rebounds, and more steals over his career, you take a dude with less and a shorter career. I love LeBron. See, and see, this 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 is what I'm talking about, man. You you and King German, y'all suck me into this, but um, man, this has been fun. This has been fun. Before we get out of here, man, Dolomite, tell folks where they can catch you at. Tell them about the podcast and everything. Where they can hit you up on social. Uh, social media, Instagram and Twitter at Uncle Dolomite or Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram. Too Much Game Pod on Twitter. The Twitter, I don't be tweeting from that motherfucker too much, so don't expect no whole lot. <laughs> um, YouTube, Too Much Game Podcast. I'm on all streaming platforms. Too Much Game. T-O-O Much Game. Not number two, because I ain't number two of shit. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, man, I just be talking shit. It's it's a philosophy show. I done spent four years. Tomorrow is going to be the four-year anniversary of the Stop. Two Game Podcast. That's what's up. Happy anniversary, bro. Man, I and I, I, I never knew what kind of show it was. Like, I'm like, I don't know if it's an advice show. I don't know if it's a self-help show. I don't know if it's motivational. It's a little it's, bit of everything, to be honest. It's my philosophy. That's what I'm going to call it. It's a philosophy show. Because mm-hmm. whether you agree or not, because sometimes I'm going to say some shit that I just know you're not going to agree with. You're going to disagree. If you agree with everything I say, you a fucking sheep. Mm. You shouldn't agree with everything I say. Because in my eyes, everything I say is right. I don't say nothing because I think it's wrong. I say it because I think it's right. But 
no two people can agree on everything. So it's going to be some shit I'm going to say that you don't agree with. But I just want to put some shit on your mind. So that's what the show is. 1,000%. I mean, you know, he said LeBron is the GOAT, and I disagree, but I had to have him on here because he got a dope-ass podcast, man, and I got, um when Jern put me on, man, I got hooked. I was like, man, who is it? Because it's so much reminds me of what I was doing, too, and I think, like, one of the first episodes I listened to, you was like, man, this is just a freestyle. And I was like, shit, that's what it's supposed to be. You know, like, you was like, I ain't got no notes. I'm just talking. And I was amazed by how the fact that you just sat there and just talked for an hour and no breaks, no nothing. And you and his shit is live. So it's like I was watching on I think it was IG. Well, I was watching it live on IG and I was like, OK, this shit is dope. And, um, you know, just got hooked, man. And um, so you guys check him out, follow him, hit him up on uh, on social media. Um, you know where to find this podcast. The 12 Kyle podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. Uh, from time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays. Uh, this has been a great episode. Dolomite again, brother. Thank you for coming through. Uh, this would not be the last time because this brother talks shit and I love having him on. Um, I'm glad I didn't have Germ on because y'all would have double teamed me on this one. Um, <laughs> I was enough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, that's going to do it for us. So for my man Dolomite, I am your boy 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. 5G.